Luke chapter 5 is where we're going to be in our text today. Luke chapter number 5. Um, I wanted to say thanks to Pastor Manny and Josh for, ha- for this great opportunity. Um, I love the service so far. It has been amazing. Great music. Uh, I love the congregational singing. Everybody loves it. The, the great piano. It's awesome. Uh, I'm so happy to be here in Australia. It's my first missions trip. I've never been outside of the U.S. till now. So Melbourne is the first time I've ever been outside the U.S. So you guys are the first people I've seen. So uh, I want to thank you guys for just being so welcome. And all the people I've talked to, it's been a great time. Uh, a little bit about me before we get in. I've grown up in a Christian home. I was born in Nevada, uh, over in the U.S. And um, I'm studying at uni to be a pastor in ministerial. And God called me here to Australia when uh, Dr. Busey, one of the teachers over there, came up and talked about uh, Australia in the class that I was in. And I uh, talked to Dr. Cerrone, and we somehow got in like two days. I was on the team, and now I'm here. So it, it's been a great time, and I'm so happy to be here with you guys today. Um, let's have a word of prayer, and then we'll get started. Father, we love you, and I thank you so much for who you are and everything that you've done. I thank you so much for the people here and the great ministry that you've uh, brought up at, over here in Australia, Father. I pray that you. Um, be with this word, open all of our hearts to it, open my heart to it as I'm speaking, Father, and pray that uh, you speak to all of us, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. When I was in grade school, I, I played basketball on the basketball team, and during practices, our coach was a very loud coach. Uh, apparently, Americans have a stereotypical loudness about them, and so my coach was a very loud coach, and he he would like to yell at us when we do things wrong. So I had a, there was this one guy, and he could not do anything right. So he, he would get the ball, and he would take one bounce of the ball, and then shoot the ball. And the coach would stop the whole play, and he's like, don't, stop dribbling the ball. I don't want you to dribble the ball. And he's like, okay. So then we'd do the play again. He'd run around the, the screen or whatever, get to the corner, and catch the ball, and he'd dribble the ball and shoot. And the coach, again, would be like, stop. I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to dribble the ball and shoot. It takes away from the timing on the shot. So stop dribbling the ball. Okay, so then they ran it again. And he ran it around, and he came around the screen, caught the ball, and he dribbled the ball again, and he shot the ball. And then in the middle of the air, for some reason, the coach had like a a jersey or something in his hand. He threw it on the ground, started yelling at him. And he's like, stop dribbling the ball. I'm going to make you run for the next rest of practice because you didn't listen to me. You did not listen to me, so go run. And, and he didn't respond to his, his word obediently. And today in our text, we're going to see that, that Peter actually did respond obediently to God's word. We're going to see that we, that God wants us to respond obediently to his word and whatever he's trying to tell you. So let's look with, look with me in Luke chapter number 5, verse number 1. It says, And it came to pass, as the people pressed upon him to bear, hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them, and they were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep, and let down your nets for a drought. So the first thing that we see here, knowing that we need to respond obediently to God's word, is that we need to respond obediently when it seems 
unreasonable, when it seems unreasonable. Does it feel like a lot of times God's telling you something and you're like, God, why, why do I need to do that? Like Maddie said earlier in her, in her testimony, it's like God was telling her to go to missions. Why, why do I need to do that? That seems completely unreasonable. Why, why do you want me to do this? And Peter here is in the exact same boat. P- Jesus, at the early part of his ministry, was teaching and going on and on uh, throughout the valley. And he's teaching and preaching. And he didn't have any disciples yet. And Peter and them, he found the ship. He sits in the ship and he teaches from the ship so he has more, has more volume, right? And he, and he teaches. And then as soon as he's done, he tells Peter, okay, I need you to drop your fishes in the net. Now, this is during the day. And Peter, he's a fisherman by trade, right? So Peter, y- you think it from his, his perspective that he, he's hearing a preacher man tell him, to put his net into the water. Now, that seems completely unreasonable, right? Like, I do it by trade. This is my job. I, I, I know what I'm doing. And this preacher man is telling him, Peter, I want you to drop your fish nets into the water so that you could get some fish. And let's see what happens down in verse number five. And Simon, answering, said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. He's saying that I, I worked all night. I'm a fisherman, so I fished when you're supposed to fish at night. But Jesus here during the day is telling him, drop the nets into the water. Completely unreasonable in Peter's eyes. But nevertheless, at thy word, I'm going to do it. He responded obediently to what Jesus had to say to him. And then we see down in the next couple verses, and when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net break. They brought in so many fishes because they ju- he just responded obediently to the word of God, to the word of Jesus. When I was uh, in the first year of uni, I uh, went to a camp down in Indiana. So Indiana in the U.S. is a part of the, the states where it's just all cornfields. I'm used to the city. I grew up in Las Vegas. And so I'm used to the city. It's all cornfields, all kinds of stuff I'm not used to, and I had to wait a couple weeks before I went to Indiana. So I was at home, serving in my church, doing all these different things for the church, and, and then I had to go to Indiana. So I drove uh, from West Virginia, where I flew in, and drove up in, to Indiana. So as I'm driving there, I, I just am thinking, why in the world am I here? Like, this is the middle of nowhere in cornfields. I could be at home, serving at my church where I was at, but... I was sitting there like, wow, I do not want to be here. It just seems completely unreasonable why I was, why I was going, because I was already serving church. There was already kids uh, growing at home, and God wanted me there and not in, in Las Vegas. And we got, to, we got to the camp, and we were in this, uh, this eating room, and sitting there with all these new people, and he's talking to us about how we need to... Uh, this is what we're doing. This is how you deal with kids. You know, they do a training week. About a couple days into the training week, they, it hit me. Like, God wants me here. And God told me that he wants me here as I prayed about it and, and all the peace. And he told me that he wanted me here. So a couple days in, I'm like, God, okay, you want me here. I'm going to go all in. I'm going to do what you wanted me to do. And, and through those weeks, crazy things happened. I saw, like, 12 kids get saved. I 
I did hurt my knee and I missed, <laughs> I didn't, I missed a couple weeks. But so many great things happened because responding to God's word obediently. God told me to, that he wanted me there and I stayed and I did what he wanted me to do and God worked greatly in my life. And he could do the same for you, whatever it might be. Does the thing that God is telling you to do seem unreasonable? Does it seem like, wow, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know why God wants me to do this. Why do you want me to go through that door? It's because he wants to use you greatly. And we should respond obediently to his word, just like Peter did in this passage. So whatever it might be, is it a new job opportunity? Is it getting more involved in the church? Is it missions? Is it anything of the sort? God could use you greatly if you respond obediently to his word when it seems unreasonable. So as we see, number one, we respond obediently when it seems unreasonable. Now number two, we need to respond obediently even though you're a sinner. Even though you are a sinner. Verse number seven, it says, And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both ships that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell at Jesus' feet, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Peter saw what God did. He saw the incredible net and then the incredible fishes, the, the miracle that just saw. And he fell at Jesus' feet and says, I'm a sinner. I don't deserve this. Doesn't it feel a lot of times like it's, that's where we are? God, I don't deserve this. I, I, I don't. And we don't. But God wants you to respond to him anyway. Jesus doesn't look at him and say, You're, you are a sinner. Yeah, I shouldn't use you. No, he says later in the passage, you're going to catch men. When we're a sinner, even though we've done all these wrong things in our life, we can still respond obediently to what God is trying to tell us to do. Peter knew he was a sinner. He knew that he was wrong in all these different areas. And he knew that he was just a man. But God wanted to use him anyway. In the same way, we should respond obediently to his word. In the same way. Jesus came down to earth to die on the cross for our sins. He came and rose again the third day so that we can be saved, so that we can go to heaven when we die. If, if we can't respond obediently to his word, then we can't respond obediently to that. And I love this church here. I've seen all day today that, that the emphasis on the gospel, the emphasis on, on Jesus rising from the dead, and, and the joy that comes with that, and the joy that it is to respond to his word, and the joy that that comes, especially this church. And... And he came down because he loves you. He came down because he wants to save you. And if you haven't done that today, I, I, I plead with you, please, accept Christ as your Savior. It's the best decision you'll ever make. That's the one thing that God wants you to respond to in his word. That's why the Bible was written. So that's the one thing he wants you to respond to. So if you're not saved today, talk to someone after and make that decision today. That would be uh, wonderful for me and for everyone around here. And for Jesus, because he wants you to respond to his word. So number two, we should respond obediently, even though you're a sinner. Now lastly, we should respond obediently when, it's, when it means giving up everything. Even if it means giving up everything. Look again in verse number nine. For, when he, was for he was astonished, all that were with him, at the dread of the fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, 
the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. After all these things that happened, he told them to drop the nets in the, in the water. He pulled out a bunch of fishes. The nets are breaking. James and John helped them pull the fish in. He's laying at Jesus' feet saying, Depart from me. I'm saying, I don't deserve this. Jesus looks at him and says, Fear not. From henceforth thou shalt catch men. And then they dropped it all and followed him. In our lives, God wants us to just drop all and follow him. Just, just like Peter did. Does that mean dropping everything and like leaving everything and going to Africa? Not necessarily for everyone. But there is something about Peter's status that we need to understand that, that changes our, our idea of this. Peter was a, was a fisherman, right? And he was married, which in Hebrew culture, that means he had money. He actually had a, a thriving business where he had fishes and he had money to provide for a house and for a marriage because you couldn't get married until you had a house back then. So you had, he had a wife, he had a money, he had a fishing business. He had all these different things, right? And Peter, he was probably the most mature of all the disciples. And, and Jesus looked at him and said, thou shalt catch men. And he just dropped all, all that stuff, all that you know, money, all the, the, the house, even, even his wife, and he just followed Christ. So the question is, are you going to respond obediently to what God is trying to tell you to do? Are you going to respond and do whatever Christ is calling you to do? Are you going to, are you going to sit back and say, no, God, I don't want to do that. It's too outrageous, unreasonable. Or, I, I, I'm a sinner. I can't do that. Or are you going to just say, God, I'm here. Here am I. Send me. Whatever that is. If that's talking to a coworker at work. If that's uh, changing your job and doing something different. Moving somewhere where it just seems completely out of, out of sight. Whatever that might be, God is calling you to do that. And just like Peter, we should drop all and follow him. Just like Peter. And a lot of times in our lives, especially on this trip, I've, I've seen God work in tremendous ways. Tremendous, tremendous ways. But the, what, the precursor to that is giving God what I'm supposed to be doing. Is giving God, here I am, send me. The precursor to that. If I, if I or any of us sat at home and said, I don't want to come to Australia. I don't want to do this. And just sat at home, we wouldn't be here seeing that youth rally yesterday. We wouldn't be here at this great service this morning and all the things to come. We wouldn't be here if we didn't just respond to God's word and say, here am I, Father, send me. So will you do that today? Will you respond obediently to God's word? Just unlike the guy that was running around and dribbling the ball multiple times and not listening to him, and he suffered the consequences of running all day and and he did like 10 or 11 suicides. It was pretty bad. And he, he responded disobediently. Are you going to respond obediently to God's word? And take that step. 
whether it seems unreasonable. Like, if, if it seems like, wow, that's crazy, that doesn't make any sense, are you going to do it anyway? Even though we're a sinner. And it just, like, I don't deserve any of this. But God loves you anyway, and he died for you anyway. And he wants you to respond because he loves you. And lastly, what if it means giving up everything? Just like Peter, and he dropped it all. He had a house and, and all these different things that he had. Will you respond to God obediently today? Let's pray. Father, we love you. I thank you for what you've done. I thank you for this opportunity. <coughs> I thank you for Pastor Manny and Josh as they, as they lead this church. I thank you for this ministry that you have here, Father. Um, I pray uh, for each and every single one of us, whatever it might be, Father, whatever um, response that you want from us, I pray that we respond obediently, just like, just like Peter did. Uh, back in ancient times. I thank you so much for your word and everything that you've given us through it, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.